Hello and welcome to another This is the Music Meets podcast. This week we are joined by one of the best upcoming bands in Britain, Shambolics, a five-piece rock and roll band from Fife in Scotland. I'm joined by singer, songwriter and guitarist Forbes. Forbes, thanks very much for coming on, mate. How are you doing? I'm good, my man. How's you? Yeah, can't complain, can't complain. Um, obviously a bit of a bummer yesterday down here with the uh, extension of the lockdown, but um, we won't go too much into that. That is quite unlucky. I bet a bummer up here with our crap football team, but fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. We'll, uh, we'll, I will tell you now, the questions were written before the game yesterday, so there is a mention of the, uh, of the football, so I apologise in advance for that. Yeah, uh, we're not the best, but we'll get there. It's, yeah. it's good to be involved again, eh? do you know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. So, um, obviously, we just mentioned it there because of COVID, obviously, you haven't been able to really release any new material, but obviously on Friday, um, you just released your brand new single, Dreams, Schemes and Young Teams, which is a fantastic record. Um, I'm guessing that you and the boys are delighted to be back. It's good to be back, man. It's good to ha finally have some new music out because... We've had it sitting there for a wee while and we've had some new some stuff there. But because of COVID, we decided just to... I mean, Love Collides got taken off Spotify a few years ago because we had some dodgy things with an ex-label that were involved at the time, which was unlucky. So we decided to re-release that. It was probably the wrong decision. We should have released new music. But because of COVID, because... Well, you've seen us plenty of times before. We're more of a live band, you know what I mean? Mm. So we need, to, we need to be touring at the back of these songs. And then, obviously, because of COVID, we just we never really came around to releasing new stuff. We wanted to hold it. Now, because we're nearly out of lockdown, I mean, it should have been next week or out. Do you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> we decided to release it. But it's still good. It's, I'm just happy to get new music. Out. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, the um, uh, the reactions obviously been uh, fantastic to it, hasn't it? Which must again uh, sort of like you know really justify you guys getting something new out there, really. Uh, definitely, it's, been, it's went down really well the reaction, so I'm really happy and I think with a song that it's going to be a grower I don't think that it's going to be one of them that's just like a bit of hype after it's released and then it's gone this is going to be a real grower this song this is going to be one like most of our songs that kind of get bigger through time and I could tell that live it's going to go down a storm, this is going to be a big one live Yeah, definitely so um, while we're talking new single um, the artwork What what's the what was the story behind that? I think I've read somewhere that it used to be a sort of a place you guys used to hang out or something, drinking den or something. Is that have I got that right? Or yeah, you've got that bang on. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the, the the place. So in Scotland, there was things called young teams, which is pretty much like I mean, people say it was gangs and stuff. It was kind of like that, but it was just like teenagers hanging. You had some young teams that were a bit mad and like crime and whatever, but it wasn't all like that. And um. Yeah. It was mostly, there was a time in Scotland where every area pretty much had their young teams and stuff. And um, I'd just be a group of teenagers all hanging out, like loads of people in the streets. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't really happen. I think we were the last generation that have this because the digital generation and that took over. And it doesn't seem like that happens anymore. You don't see like 100 kids out in the street drinking anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so I, and that was the first place where, I met Lewis and Jordy. Um, down there we were, we just used to drink down there <laughs> as young teenagers. <laughs> that carry on. It's an old abandoned bowling green, 
So we just thought it'd be good. But it seemed like a cool place um, to go back to because we've never been, we've never really been back since. So, uh, and it looks great in the photo. You know what I mean? So it was just an easy sort of, and it was quite a a, a nice choice for for that song. It just fitted the song as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it sound and obviously with that explanation there, that obviously um, it fits more in my head now. I can really visualise what maybe went yeah, on now, <laughs> back in the day, <laughs> um, and um, which is which is great. So um, obviously yourself and Lewis, uh, you're the band's like chief songwriters, well, are the, uh, the songwriters. So what I want to know is who decides who's going to take the lead vocal on on each track. How does how does that work? Well, I mean, we've never really had an argument over it or anything like that. It's just kind of been like, if this song fits you, then you get it. If sort of, I, I don't like singing too much to be honest. Yeah, I prefer Lewis sings. Um, so, um, yeah, just, I just kind of like if he even like, like for example, I wrote Love Collides and let him sing it, and like this song we wrote together. But like, um, things like I wouldn't like. If I wrote a song completely by myself, I wouldn't I wouldn't sing it just because I wrote it. Do you know what I mean? It's all about whose voice it fits. And we've no got like if, if a song's gonna suit him, it suits him, do you know what I mean? I prefer I think his voice is more better for like a full sham song anyway, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've got a quite a too soft voice, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe if it was a total pop Mariah Carey vibe single, it would suit me, but <laughs> Aye. I prefer it like we don't really have arguments over it, so it's cool. Yeah. Kind of, it's actually, to be honest. Yeah, so there's no word like Lennon-McCartney uh, rivalry going on or anything at all. <laughs> well, maybe a wee bit with the songwriting sort of thing, but like, nah, no, no, really with the singing. It's pretty easy with the, yeah. when we decide who sings it. Yeah, sure. So um, for someone who, who say, maybe hasn't heard you for the first, uh, sorry, hasn't heard you before, how would you describe... Uh, a shambolic sound. Um, I've, I've kind of said this for years. Usually, like dreamy rock and roll, because yeah. it's got like got a lot of balls. Especially now, we've got a lot heavier. And um, since we've got like Scotty Paws and playing keys and stuff, it's still got. We like the jangly guitars and stuff as well. So it's got the synth in there. It's got the jangly guitar. It's still got a bit of the dreaminess. Do you know what I mean? So I think that that I like. I mean, my manager keeps saying like, "Stop fucking saying that." He's got the same accent, actually. <laughs> but um, nah, he says um, he, he doesn't really like that tag too much. I like it. I think it's cool. You know what I mean? And it's like, because I was dreaming rock and roll. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think it's quite good, actually, that, um, that you have got that because a lot of people, you know, rather than just like, in a way, yeah, it is a standard answer that you're giving, but it's different to all the other answers that everyone else is giving, if, if that makes sense about their sound. Oh, we just go, oh, yeah. we sound like, I don't know, we sound like Arctic Monkeys or whatever, that's it. And, you know, there's no any thought process, if you know what I'm saying, that's gone into it. Yeah. Aye, definitely. Sorry, I just put my phone on charge. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, you obviously had some great momentum uh, going into 2020, obviously released uh, a couple of fans' favourites in Love Collides. Uh, which is just over on my uh, my shoulder there. We've signed a couple of signatures on it, which is great. Uh, and obviously, right. Sound of Speed. Uh, and obviously, you played your biggest uh, headline show uh, to date, uh, obviously, at St Luke's up in Glasgow, um, which was fantastic. Um, great. Job. That, eh? 
Did you come up for that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, me and the missus, we both come up for that. Yeah, we was by the time we got there, we were right at the back somewhere. So uh, yeah, which was which, but it was nice oh. to capture it from a different perspective rather than being right down the front. So um, obviously during lockdown, um, you guys obviously been quite busy, haven't you? You've released uh, or you've done a couple of cover versions, I should say. Uh, Fleetwood Max everywhere, Mamma Mia, uh, and the Rolling Stones, Sympathy for the Devil. So each cover has obviously gone down a storm with fans, and I think probably helped gain you a few extra as well along the way. So what was it about them songs that that you went for them, and and how easy was it to practice with them? Bearing in mind we was in a lockdown scenario. <laughs> I was kind of, we've seen some people doing isolation covers and we were, we wanted to do so. I mean, at the start of lockdown, you know what everybody was like, especially the bands. Everybody was kind of scratching their heads and didn't know what to do. And we, because obviously I've got like, I had like a home studio sort of set up in my bedroom. Yeah. Um, when I seen people doing covers, I was like, we can do that real easy. And so, because we had the equipment to do it. Yeah. And basically I just get to send it over. I got a, my mate who runs a studio in Kirkcaldy, who I'm best pals with, I wanted to give him a bit of work too, because if we were to do it weekly, I didn't want to mix it. So I got him to mix it for me too. So it was easy. So we just recorded it. Or I got the boys to send me their recordings and they sent it to him to mix it. And we were rattling one out every week. And the songs that we decided to do was, we, they were just songs that we love. I might, I might have came across a bit different than... Like, for example, whenever they're on an Oasis cover or something, Oasis and the Beatles or something are our are, are, are favourite bands. Yeah. So it was a bit different covers, but they're songs that we love. Like, we love Fleetwood Mac and we love ABBA and um, Womack, Womack and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, it was all a bit different, but it seemed, it seemed to go down the storm. It seemed to go down well, so yeah, still, man. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think um, you're just saying there about the Oasis and Beatles, and obviously it would have been great to have heard your take on it, but also think as well that it's quite nice actually to hear like songs from other bands because like with all due respect to Oasis and the Beatles, they're they're always covered. So I think especially with bands that sound similar to them. Yeah. Bands that sound similar to them that cover them, that you're not going to make too much of a difference on them. I mean, through time we probably will end up doing one of the covers, but the thing is with bands like us is we've been a fan of Oasis and stuff all our life. So when we were first learning guitar and stuff, we were always playing these songs. Yeah, so, yeah. not saying that we're bored of them. We never get bored of these songs, <laughs> but it's just good to try something different. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, while we're on the subject of lockdown, um, you obviously performed uh, a live stream at uh, the Caves in Edinburgh, didn't you? Uh, which was a yeah. fundraiser for the uh, Kill Claddy. Um, as as part of the uh, as part of the set, obviously there's a couple of covers, Power Blue Eyes by Velvet Underground, which featured James Adam from Las Vegas, and Everywhere, uh, which featured uh, Carl Faulkner from The View. Um, obviously, both James and Carl are absolute legends. So, what was it like to share a stage with them? And I'm guessing that they must have had in, an influence on you at, at some point. Yeah. Well, going back to what we were talking about, with um, where the single artwork was. Um, we, when we were young teams hanging about down there drinking, bands like The View are who we would be playing. We would be we were massive fans, still are. We were with Kyle yesterday, in fact. Um, so massive fans. I was just speaking to him about half an hour before came yeah. on this as well, and it's cool to be like mates with him now. Do you know what I mean? But we were, we were huge fans of The View growing up. Same with Las Vegas and stuff. So yeah, it was cool. 
to perform because years ago that would have been like totally a dream come true you know what I mean and would have been on the bucket list and stuff especially yeah. The View they were like one of our favourite bands and because The View are from Dundee which is only about 20 minutes away from Fife yeah they were one of the bands that we kind of took inspiration from because there's not really a lot of bands from our area you know what I mean yeah um, so they were a band for us to look up to and who we wanted to be like and stuff so yeah it was great man yeah, and uh, I guess as well they say don't meet your heroes, but is is that not the not the case in this instance? Who was that? Sorry, it's I always say not to meet your heroes, but I'm guessing that that is in there. Uh, like, that's not the. I've been I mean, I've not met every one of my heroes. I've not met too much famous people, to be honest. But the people that I've met, I've been I've been brand new. They've been yeah. totally fine. So I've been pretty lucky with meeting people who I'm influenced by. Um, because I've never had a problem with any of them. I've always got on cool with everybody, so I'm still waiting to meet an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, obviously, as uh, we've mentioned a little bit about the um, uh, the live the live gigs, and obviously, anyone who's seen you live will know that that you are that you love playing live, and that it's a great rock and roll full on experience. Um, obviously, you played a gig yesterday, didn't you, in Manchester, the first one in 15 months or something, I think it was. Um, and obviously, you've got some live dates lined up in August um, at the Garage in London, which, which I can't wait to see you at. Uh, Transmet Festival in Glasgow. Um, and then you've obviously got a couple of headline shows, haven't you? Uh, the Caves in Edinburgh, um, Aberdeen yeah. and uh, Dundee as well. Um, and I believe that there's still a limited number of tickets for Edinburgh and Dundee. So once you've finished listening to this, uh, this interview go and buy a ticket for them gigs. Um, yeah. Looking forward to them gigs. Um, how excited are you to, um, uh, to to get back out on the road again and touring? It's going to be class, man. I was just hearing um, not a couple of hours ago as well that Edinburgh's about to sell it, so that's looking good. Edinburgh looks like it's going to go in the next week or two. Um, and Aberdeen's doing pretty well as well. We've only played Aberdeen once or twice, so it looks like that's going to go. I think once Edinburgh goes, that'll go as well. You know what I mean? So yeah. we're looking like the gigs will all be sold out by the next month. So happy with that. That's going to be good. And then Transmit, that's going to be class as well. Like with Tea in the Park was the big festival before Transmit came along. And yeah. that was in five stuff. So I used to go to that all the time. When Transmit first came along, that's when we started playing in bands and the shams especially. So um I always say I'm not going to go to that until we play it. So it's going to be good to get, finally see Transmit. You know yeah, I mean? definitely. It looks, it looks a really good lineup. And then keep your eyes peeled after that, because once we do Transmit, we're going to have some good things coming towards the end of the year. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good year, man. There you go. You heard it. You heard it here first. So if um, Boris and from my end down here and Nicholas Sturgeon at yours, if you can kindly stop messing us all around so that we can get back <laughs> to live music, then that would be much appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you you kind of like touched it on it there a little bit. Um, what is next for the for the Shams? Um, can we expect any norm any new more? Sorry, I'll start that again. Can we expect any more new music across the summer and into the winter at all? And definitely, we've already been in the studio. So this year, the the New Year's resolution this year was to make sure that every song we release is completely brand new music that yeah. no one's heard. So even ones that we've never played live. So we've got plenty of songs sitting there and we've got, we're already a step ahead. We've already been in the studio 
and stuff. We're writing, we're just focusing on writing new music and stuff this year. So it's going to be good, man. New music definitely coming this year. Brilliant. I, I can't wait. And I'm sure that the uh, the rest of the, the, the Shams fans will, will echo that sentiment. So um, uh, obviously you've recently uh, relocated the recording studio, haven't you, Eggman Studios? Um, yeah. How important has that been in like the development of the band, you know, in terms of like, like rehearsing, obviously you've been you've been together for quite a while, but you know, sort of you mentioned the sound changed a little bit. Has, has that played a big role um, for the band at all? Or yeah, definitely, because we all relocated to. Glasgow. But the only one that's not is Jake, our drummer. Yeah, but, um, we all relocated to Glasgow just because, like, with lockdown happening and stuff, everybody was kind of down and things. And then I'm one of these people that has to stay active. I have to be busy all the time. Yeah, you know what I mean start to crack up and we had the studio in Dunfermline the studio was good in Dunfermline but it didn't seem like it was going to develop anymore it was like the furthest it can go I couldn't get any better to be honest and um, I could only get worse so I was like do you know what let's just do it let's do the move to Glasgow and uh, we'd always thought about moving to Glasgow eventually but it was always kind of like oh when the shams break that's when we'll go but it's like there's no point in waiting like that you know what I mean so yeah we just say, fuck it, pretty much. Moved the studio, and when I moved the studio, I quickly realised that I need to live through. So me and Lewis live together, and Jordi and Paz, the keyboard player, live together. And it's been probably the best move we could have ever done, because it's progressing the shams a lot. And we kind of have to go for it, because I always feel that we've kind of had chances to do well, but then we've had setbacks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We've always had setbacks in the shams, so yeah, it seemed like it made sense to here. Yeah, sure. And um, obviously, apart from you guys, is there? And I know you've had a guy out there, uh, Mark McLean. I think you've used recently recorded in there. Is there anyone else that anyone might have heard of that that she that she used the studio at all? Or um, I mean, because we've only opened, we've not had too much. But but we had Mark McLean in. Mark's a great guy. We've had we had him in in Fife when we were recording there as well. Um, so he's been a um loyal customer to us. We've got a girl called Carly Connor who's really good she like absolutely frightening singer she's kind of done a lot of gigs before she got signed to atlanta atlantic when she was like 17 but wow. with a horrible side of the music industry she kind of got fucked over and stuff but like an absolutely outrageous talent she has great great voice and um i've got another band that's doing really well pandas are called so watch out for wow. them they're going to do they're a new band yeah um but I'll say after this interview, I'll send you some of the tracks. You'll like them, mate. So they're really good. So they're gonna do um they're gonna do really well, I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah, I've heard a few of those songs. So I think the studio will pick up like once the live comes back, the studio will pick up a lot more then as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So um obviously the the legend uh that is Alan McGee uh signed you to his Creation 23 record label. Um what was it like? What's it been like working with him? Um, and have you got any funny stories about him that you can share at all? Uh, it's been good, man. McGee's a good guy. Um, uh, it was quite a dream as well, because I, I say is like when we picked up guitars and stuff. And before that, like I was on, I was about 17, 18 when we first started playing. I was quite late to it. And it was an Oasis documentary I used to watch all the time. And McGee was on it. And I'd always say, we're going to write songs. Like I'm going to write loads of songs. I'm going to form a band, and I'm going to send that guy the tunes, and he's going to sign us. 
and it ended up actually happening, which is pretty mad. So it's cool. But um, and the label was class with me. We were done a few singles with him, and we're on his management. That's the main thing. I think the management is yeah. more the main thing. But um, we're not like we done our own label for this single just because we wanted to in the future the way we want it to be as we like we have the album out on our label and a major distributes it because wow. then there'll only be one man laughing and it was me all the way to the bank when the time comes. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like we're still managed by McGee and stuff and he's a great guy and then, uh, off the top of my head I can't really think of any because like the thing with McGee tells us funny stories do you know what I mean but he's not as mad as what he was in the 90s yeah, because he's <laughs> he's chilled. So, ah, he's just a chilled, busy man, sort of thing. He just currently he's working, whatever. And um, so, I don't think I've got I've had any wild stories with him. He's not like a, I don't know, he doesn't do the drugs or whatever anymore. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I can tell you I've got a million of stories that he's told me that's funny. But I'll let you um, listen to them at his Q and A tours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Uh, I'm gonna have to bring it up. I'm really sorry about this one. Um, let's talk about the Euros. Uh, obviously, the first time oh. Scotland have been into <laughs> first time, obviously, Scotland have made a major championship um, this, this century. Um, so obviously, this question was written before the disappointing result yesterday against the Czech. Um, so what do you think of Scotland's chances? Um, and how, and what do you, and how do you see the game going against England on Friday? Well, no, I can't see it going well. But uh, maybe we overhyped it because yesterday, like even driving down to, so we done a gig with this feeling in Manchester yesterday. Kyle Faulkner from The View was playing it as well. So it was it was pre-Scotland game and it was Scottish acts that were playing it. And it was like a football festival thing. So it was great to go back gigging again and stuff. But um, we were buzzing going down. And we had like a Scottish playlist on and stuff. It was like, yes, it's finally going to be the fucking time. And um, I think we just, even up here, the media and that big it up so much. And it is a big thing, do you know what I mean? It's our first finals in 23 years, I think. Mm, so yeah. it's an unbelievable thing. for Because Scotland's a small country as well, do you know what I mean? Like London's got a bigger population than Scotland. So it is, even though it's like this, not far off the same size as England, population-wise, What's with the population of England? 70 million or something like that. Yeah, Scotland, that. Like, yeah, yeah. Six million. Do you know what I mean? So we are the underdogs, but everybody loves an underdog story. And um, I actually thought that, I thought that we could have drew yesterday or won. If it, for me, it was a must win because if we won that game yesterday and then even got a draw against England, four points is good. That should see it through. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. but aye, that's that's gone now. Unless we pull off a miracle, I, I hate to, I hate to doubt it. England's got a good team and stuff as well, so I can't see it going. I can't see it going too well for Scotland, but you're hoping. Well, I hope it doesn't go that well for you. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny that. So, <laughs> but obviously, without how the Euros is working this year, it's a very weird. But you can still finish third in the group, and you can still get to the knockout stages. So you never know. You, you might, you might get. You if, obviously, if we get beat tomorrow, it's over pretty much. But um, I, I just, 
you never know. You know what I mean? We could cause the upset. You never know. And it would be monumental. And yous, we would never let you hear the end yet. So I hope it does happen. <laughs> Definitely. I agree with you there. You wouldn't let us know the end of it. <laughs> so um, what... um. What music are you currently listening to? Is it sort of older stuff? Is it new stuff? You obviously you've mentioned a few. They like, mentioned pandas there. Um, and anyone else at all? Or? I've been at like honestly, I'm quite a weirdo nowadays with music, and I've been in a weird phase with Paramore. You heard Paramore? Yeah, yeah. But a weird phase with them. Don't know why, but uh, I used to rip the piss out of my sister for listening to them in high school. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's come full circle now. Exactly. I've been in a mad phase with them. And um, and Olivia Rodrigo, who's just got a number one album, and she's number one in the charts, which is really good, because the song that's number one has load, there's a lot of guitar playing and stuff in it. And it's yeah. quite, like, band sort of stuff. Uh, good for you, it's called. I really like that. So I've been, uh, it's quite a weird collection of music I've been listening to recently, which is strange. So you might get a few Shambolics pop songs soon. <laughs> keep keep our ears uh, keep our ears peeled for that. So um, musical heroes, who are they? Um, everybody from like well the Beatles. I'd say speaking on behalf of everybody in the Shams, I'm sure we'd all say the Beatles is an all time favourite band, and probably Oasis just after that. Um, but we love everybody for the Beatles, um, Stones, Stone Roses, Fleetwood Mac. Um, Arctic Monkeys, the Laz are a big influence, um, but there's there's loads like I love everything, and the boys have all got quite an eclectic music taste. Too. Everything from like Tupac to Abba, yeah. you know what I mean, and the Eagles and stuff. I love country music. Mm. Early, it's got to be quite early country music. Been listening a lot of Marty Robbins recently, who's a country singer uh, from the sixties and seventies. So. Yeah, we've got a big eclectic taste in music yeah. and love hip hop, 90s hip hop and stuff. So it can range for a lot of things. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. So um a couple of a couple of fun questions, quick fire questions. Which Shams member would you least likely to be stuck in a lift with? Say Lewis, because he's annoying sometimes, but then <laughs> I live with the fuck. So <laughs> I wouldn't really have a choice. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say, Lewis. <laughs> what's um, what's your favourite Sham song to play live? Um, I think it's going to be well. It's usually something like "Chasing a Disaster" or something. I really like playing that live, but I, I like playing them all live. Obviously, "Chasing's yeah. a good one." I think "Schemes" is going to overtake it all. I think that's going to be the one live. That's going to be a big one live. Definitely, I, I agree with that. With the um, with the reaction, as we were saying at the beginning, that, that that's come across for that, I, I can see that over time. Yeah, it's going to be a good one, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, what what would be your go to karaoke song? Um, Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> oh wow! I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Any reason why? More wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you're stranded on a desert island. Which three albums are you bringing? Um, that's quite a hard one. It would be any Beatles album. Probably 
I'm, I'm going to say, just because I listened to it for the first time in a long time yesterday on the drive up the road from Manchester, I'll say Abbey Road by the Beatles. Yeah. Um, amazing album. Um, I'll have to say an Oasis one, obviously. Um, so let's say definitely maybe by Oasis. Mm -hmm. That song inspired me. Uh, that album inspired me loads. And then let's go for Rumours by Fleetwood Mac. Nice, great choices. All three of them, great choices. So, any messages for Shambolics fans? Hurry up and buy tickets to our gigs, get them sold out. <laughs> buy a t shirt while you're there as well. <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. New music for you all soon. That's the message. Yeah, lovely. And what, um, what are your hopes and dreams uh, for the next five years? Um, just to to go for it and um, have a good time while we're doing it. Because sometimes we can get caught up in it. Sometimes it can get a bit, especially myself, I start to get a bit stressed when we've got loads of work to do with our own like stuff. And um, if songwriting's not happening or whatever, I get a bit stressed. But just to enjoy it all on the road and have a good time and uh, make plenty of money off it in the end. Because there's no denying that people say it's no for the money. But when you've grew up for where we've came from, it's all about the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally understand that. Totally, and um, you know, I don't blame you for saying that at all. So, um, unfortunately, that is the end of the podcast. Um, Forbes, massive thanks for coming on tonight. I've really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, you know, massive fan of the bands. So I've really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit better, um, and basically, sort of the inner workings of Shambolics. Um, Dreams, Dreams, Schemes and Young Teams is out now and available to stream, download on all of the usual platforms um, and obviously as we've already said uh, there are still tickets available for the, for the Shams Scottish dates in October from either the Shams Facebook page, I think I'm right in saying um, or gigsinscotland.com um, Thanks very much for listening to the podcast please click subscribe on your podcast listening provider uh, give us a like on YouTube and everywhere else that we post this um, and give our social media channels a like as well as Shambolics. Um, finally, just want to say thanks very much again and mon the Shams. Cheers, mate, and thanks. And shout out to yourself as well, you and the missus, because you two were some of our first ever London fans. So pleasure being on here with you, mate, and appreciate the support. Ah, cheers, man. Massively appreciate that. Thanks very much. And I'll see you somewhere. That's, well, see you in August. Aye, definitely, man. I'll see you then. See you then, man. Thank you.